0: Hey, thanks for joining us for another edition of Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you all throughout the Tri-City area based in Pinconing. If you've got questions for Kevin, you can always find him online at insightfolios.com or email him kevin at insightfolios.com. We'll give you the phone number to call into as well as we march through the show today. If you're new, Kevin is the co-author of the book Navigating Through Retirement. He was born and raised in Pinconning. And he's been joining us here on the radio each and every week for, oh, I don't know, Kevin, I have to go back and look at the archives, but we must be going on year four of the show, maybe something like that.
1: I think so. Time flies. Yeah, it does.
0: It does. Uh, It's been obviously uh, a lot of fun doing the show with you over the years. I know a lot of local listeners have gotten, uh, you know, to have you as part of their routine over the years, which is pretty neat. So, and here we are at the beginning of October. My favorite month of the year has begun, Kevin. And uh, I know you like this time of year too.
1: Well, guess where I'm headed.
0: Uh, I'm gonna guess either fishing or hunting.
1: I'm headed to Maine to go do some grouse hunting. Oh, very I'm nice! I'm really, really That's looking forward to this. I haven't done this in a while.
0: Okay, and where, uh, where in Maine are you going?
1: Going to Presque Isle
0: Island. That's I right. That's the called. place you were telling me about, right? Yeah, that yeah, has yeah. the little planes that fly into it, or something like that. What yeah, it? it's a
1: challenge to get there via, you know, air, the airplane industry, but um, airline industry, I should say. But it, I'm gonna get there, so I got to drive to Detroit, fly into Newark, and then get hop over to. Newark to there, so it's going to be an all day situation.
0: Nice, we are uh, we are flying into Maine later this month, actually, so that'll be kind of fun. And uh, we're we're flying into Hartford, and then my parents, we're meeting up with my parents who are in North Carolina. They're driving up to Maine. They're going to pick us up in Hartford on their way through, and then we'll link up and drive up together to go visit with my grandparents for a couple of days. And we're going to check out some houses because mom and dad are retiring to Maine next year. So we're going to do a little house shopping and hunting and looking at some neighborhoods and areas where they're interested in. So that should be a lot of fun. So we're both going to be in Maine this month, different different times. but Awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Pretty cool. We'll be enjoying it.
0: That's uh, definitely true. Definitely true. Well, speaking of enjoying things, we've got, I think, an enjoyable show on the way today. We're going to have a lot of positive things to talk about on the program a little bit later on. But where we're going to begin, Kevin, may at first seem like a pretty negative place to start. We've got some scenarios that we're going to talk about on the show today that I bet some of our listeners have gone through will go through, and maybe even some going through these things right now. But here's the good news. Uh, the, there is good news with all of these different elements. That's what we're going to cover on the show today, where there's maybe a bright side or a silver lining to some of the negative circumstances we face in retirement planning. So that's going to be kind of the concept that we open today's show up uh, with. Are you ready to go?
1: I'm betting I've, I've sensed all these just by the what you're saying. Okay. Yep.
0: All right. Good. All right. So here's the first one. Uh, and I'm sure you've seen this before. Uh, let's say that your company is forcing you into an early retirement. Seems like pretty upsetting news. Sometimes it's, it can be a jolt for folks, especially if it came out of nowhere, where might the silver lining be in that negative situation?
1: Well, I can give you a really good example because this just happened to my friend a week ago. He was working for one of the bigger banks and he come in, he was told his job was done. They give him, you know, a couple hours to clear his desk out, and he was escorted out of the building. And he was, you know, devastated. He's only in his forties. So we started looking at it, we started talking. What can we do? How can we get you through? You know, and there were some several lightnings there. First of all, they give him almost a year severance package. So he has a year to, you know, get his feet on the ground and start looking forward to you know maybe finding another job that he's going to enjoy more now this just happened a week ago walter so he's got the year severance package what do you think his job prospects are right now
0: probably not great i would have found
1: something he really liked oh really in a week oh wow okay so the opportunity that worked out great then yeah it worked out great right and so you know he's not ready to retire but maybe if this is happening too you're not ready to retire Um, Either Or maybe you are ready to retire and you just didn't know it. A lot of times people will come to my office and say, listen, you know, with the Dow merger over in Midland over here, sometimes we have people coming in, you know, my job's being eliminated or I don't like where I'm working. Can I retire? And a lot of times when you come into my office, we sit down, we do that simplicity plan. And I say, yeah, you can. I mean, I remember one gentleman come over here. He just, he didn't like his job. Uh, He was absorbed by another company. And I said, Yeah, you can retire. There's no issue whatsoever. And tears came from him. That's the great part of my job. He was really emotional, which I got really emotional. And his wife was here, so she got really emotional. And we come out, we seen Stacy, she got really emotional just from that feeling of, you know, they put it away, they put it on the sidelines because they didn't think, you know, they could retire. So if that's you and you're getting forced into an early retirement and you don't think you can retire. I'm betting most, you know, there's a 50-50 chance you can. It just you haven't taken the time to sit down and look at that.
0: That's fantastic, man, when you get to hear those opportunities. That's where that silver lining can come in. Hey, we're forcing you into an early retirement, and you're thinking, oh, my God, I'm not ready for it. And then uh, they're forced to go, like, kind of get a review to come talk to you. And you're like, actually, no, you can retire now. And it's like, oh, wow, that's pleasant news. That's fantastic. That happens a lot. That's great. Great to hear that. All right, uh, how about another negative circumstance on the surface? Where's the silver lining with this one? Let's say that you just found out that your life insurance premiums are going up. You get that letter in the mail or that email that says, uh-oh, uh, your your stuff's going up here. That's not a fun hit to the budget.
1: Well, that happens, too. A lot in, like, some term policies, maybe universal life policies, variable universal life policies, and, you know, Forces you to do what, Walter? Forces you to look at it. Maybe you can get, you come into our office, this happens from time to time, not a lot. You come to my office and we'll say, What's going on? Well, I got to pay higher premiums. I'm not necessarily excited about that. And we'll look around. With life insurance, compared to maybe you bought this 10, 15, 20 years ago, your life expectancy was not as good as it was 10, 15, 20 years ago when you bought that life insurance policy. We're living longer now. So in most cases, we can find policies that are cheaper. And that doesn't mean that you know you have to suffer anything. So it depends on what type of policy you have. You have cash value and all those other things, kinds of things that come into that. And so maybe we can upgrade it sometimes. Maybe we can get you more for the same price. All those things come into play. And sometimes you come in and I'll say, why did you buy the life insurance? Well, you know, I had my kids. Something happened to me. I want to make sure my, my spouse was taken care of. My kids got through college. Where are the kids now? They're through college. Maybe you don't need it anymore. Maybe we can take those dollars that you're going to be paying to life insurance and throw them into your retirement plan and get you to retirement faster. There's several linings to just about everything that we're looking at um, so far today. And that's just a couple I can think off the top of my head when people come into my office and those are the conversations we have.
0: Certainly, this is not an exhaustive list, but a good starting point for sure, and if you can find the silver linings in some of these situations, we know that they can be prevalent in other areas of financial life as well. Here's another one for you, Kevin. Let's say that your company is eliminating pensions, and instead, they're giving you a lump sum buyout. I guess that one's kind of a good news, bad news situation?
1: Well, it could be, yes. you know, A lot of people today are worried about their pensions. What do you think they're worried about, Walter?
0: Uh, well, that it'll last, that the the company will stay in yeah, in existence, funded, right? right? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah that it's funded. You know, We've all heard of Delphi nightmares back you know, quite a few years ago here. But if that's the case, they're going to eliminate a pension and give you a lump sum buyout. Well, you can use that money to create possibly more of an income than your pension had given you. Number two... When you took a pension, let's say that same company give you a pension, when you're gone or you're, if you took a surviving spouse on there, when you're both gone, that pension stops. On well, some cases, you know, and this happens more often than you would think, that both spouses maybe pass away within 10 years. Well, you didn't get to use up all that pension. That stopped, that money stops, kids get nothing, years get nothing. So sometimes when we're looking at the buyouts, a lot of people like the idea Hey, when I'm gone, whatever money's left, I can give to my kids or my heirs. You're gonna have more liquid assets now, which means you're gonna be more flexible. If all of a sudden you got a jolt of, let's say, two, three, four hundred thousand dollars, into your portfolio a lot of times that's going to enable you to retire earlier than you think why because we can use those assets now we can put them to work those assets are employees we need them earning income twenty four hours a day seven days a week three hundred sixty five days a year with the pension it's just going to be what it's going to be so a lot of times we're looking at liquid assets we have an influx of cash that we can use we can put that to work right away And it can really, really speed up your retirement process as far as getting there maybe a year or two earlier, maybe even earlier than that. So that's not necessarily a bad thing either.
0: Nope, never a bad thing uh, to get that understanding there with the pension and buyout conversation. One that a lot of people face, and it sounds like more will be facing it in the future, Kevin.
1: Yes, we know that's happening. You know, there's a lot of pension funds out there that are, you know, maybe not in the necessarily the greatest shape. And so companies are trying to alleviate you know, that pension, you know, drag going, you know, next 10 or 20 years by giving people the option sometimes of the lump sum buyout or just saying you're going to take the lump sum buyout. So that's coming more and more and more as we are going into the future.
0: All right. Last example here for at least uh, this segment of the show. Let's say your company is being acquired and you have to get used to new bosses. This might be worse than the person who got forced into the early retirement.
1: (laughs) Well, this happens. My sister-in-law comes to mind right now. She, uh, she's she been forced to a couple of new bosses. And if you're in a Dow acquisition, Dow DuPont, you have went through this too. I've heard the story a couple of other times. So it might not be so bad because you might have the option to work from be home. My sister-in-law worked from home right after COVID until the day she retired. She just retired a little bit ago. So you didn't have that opportunity before because the new bosses came in when they acquired them and says, you know, we have an off. Op- they're in Germany, her, her company and then they had an office in detroit but then they said you know we don't see the benefit of everybody coming into the office you know any more benefit than you're working at home the work is getting done so that was a good thing for her she was able to stay at home didn't have to make that long drive into the detroit which sometimes could be an hour because of traffic and then you're going to be eligible for a lot of people especially the dow employees that we have locally if you were working at Dow now dupont is the owner Now you can roll over that 401k that you weren't able to do before. So why would that be a benefit of you? Well, if you were working with Dow and you had the 401k with Fidelity over there, you had limited options that were available to you. Just the the options that were available were just listed in your statement. Now, all of a sudden, you have this big world of investments that are open to you. You can come and you can start, like I always call it supercharging your retirement because now we can get assets that are better fitted in most cases to what you're trying to do. And that's trying to get to retirement earlier than what you want. We can start creating income from them. We could start you know, reinvesting dividends. We can start doing all sorts of things if that's you. And that's an opportunity that most people don't think that it's there until, you know, maybe they talk to a co-worker, maybe they talk to an advisor and they say, you know, you're eligible to do that. You're eligible to roll over your 401k and get it more suited to what you're trying to do. And so necessary, you know, not it's, your company's being acquired, you get new bosses. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Sometimes there's opportunities or silver linings. That's what we're talking about. And the silver lining, what we're trying to get across to you today is take the first step. It's your silver lining we're looking at. It's your destiny. It's your retirement. It's only going to be as good as what you're getting involved into. So don't sit on the sidelines and hoping things are going to come. Hope is a bad plan. Get involved. It's your retirement. Don't procrastinate. Pick up the phone. Give us a call. It's pretty easy. And this is what I love doing. You come into my office and all of a sudden we start putting numbers together. I usually get pretty geek because I'm getting excited. I know ahead, ahead of time whether it's possible or not. And that's always the fun part of my job.
0: Love it, Kevin. Thanks for the details on all of that. And if you would like to come in and have that conversation with Kevin and go through the planning process, uh, he will lay everything out for you. Make sure that you're taken through a comprehensive plan, also one that's customized to your unique goals and situation. 888-885-PLAN is the number to call. We couldn't make it any easier, I don't think. 888-885-PLAN is that number, 888-885-7526. Call now, let Kevin know that you're interested in coming in for a review, or if you just have some questions on your mind about financial planning, Kevin can help answer some of those, help you feel comfortable about what's to come in the planning process, and, and you know, lay that out in more detail for you. So if you have any questions, give them a call, go through the planning process, come in for that complimentary review. 888-885-PLAN is the number, that's 888 888- and always online at insightfolios.com if you want to contact them through the website and get in touch through that method as well, insightfolios.com, or again, call 888-885-PLAN. Hey, there's more coming up on today's show, so stick with us. You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Let's see what people are saying about Simply Financial.
1: Everybody on? Good,
0: great, grand, wonderful. Now, back to the show. Great show today here on Simply Financial. Walter Storholt with you alongside the man you're here to hear from, Kevin Ray, financial coach at Insight Folio, serving you all throughout the Tri-City area. Based in Pinconning. Kevin has more than three decades of experience in the financial planning world, and he's the co-author of the book, Navigating Through retirement. And I want to spend some time with you today, Kevin, talking about annuities. You know, we have some fun segments here on the show each week, but we also like to focus on some of the basics, the essentials, the biggest financial debates and topics. And I think annuities certainly fall into that category. In fact, there's a lot of confusion out there about annuities.
1: There's a lot.
0: Probably because there's a bunch of different types of annuities and they all do different things. It's almost unfair to categorize them all into one lump and just call all of them annuities uh, just because the differences are so vast. It's kind of like saying cereal, but there's lots of different cereals out there. Um, <laughs> you know, they all they all have different things that make them up. They all affect us when we eat them differently probably. So um, we got to food. Yeah, exactly. We knew we were going to bring yeah. some food yeah. into this yeah. uh, show exactly. So here's what we're going to do. Let's, let's walk through some basics of different types of annuities, and let's learn a little bit about how they work, how they might be used in someone's financial plan, Full warning to listeners, this is not going to be, you know, an incredibly comprehensive guide of all the moving pieces, but hopefully it illustrates to you the differences between, I don't know, an Apple Jacks, a Cheerios, a Lucky Charms, and we'll call it the, um, you know, the doesn't taste very good, but really good for you brand flakes kind of uh, cereals out there. We're going to do that with these different types of annuities. All right, so first of all, the immediate annuity. Uh, by, by the way, there's like four that we're going to go over on the show. Okay, so first of all, we had the immediate annuity. We do not have to compare all these to cereals, by the way, Kevin. So we can, we can drop that metaphor, that example right here. All right. Uh, the Im- immediate annuity. Uh, how does it work, and when might somebody use that?
1: Well, that's a good question, Walter. And we get lots of questions about annuities here in our office, so this is probably a good thing to go over. But in immediate annuity, the word that's key in there is immediate. So what happens is you take a lump sum of money and you hand it over to an insurance company. And in return, they immediately start paying you an income. And in that income, it's going to go for a period of time. Now, some are going to be a lifetime. Some are going to be joint. So if you're married, it will continue as long as both of you are alive. Some will be for a certain time frame, maybe 10 years, 15 years. But the word immediate means we're going to hand over a lump sum of money to an insurance company, we're going to immediately going to receive an income. And in most cases, you cannot outlive that income if you're going to do a joint or a life annuity. And with those types of annuities, what are they replacing? Well, people who typically want, you know, no ups and downs in the market. They want monthly income coming in every single month. They just want to know it's going to be there. And they don't want to worry about the investment part. of it, they just they want a particular income coming in. So that fits that niche for people that come into our office. Sometimes people will come in and say, you know, I maybe I can take a buyout, but if in the buyout, what can you do with it? Well in some cases the immediate nudity will fix. Number one, what happens is they're going to get that pension like they would from the buyout there, and if there's anything left over, it will go to their beneficiaries. Versus if you took that, you know that if you kept that pension when you're gone, and the the pension's typically gone, so the immediate annuity comes into play quite a bit uh, when we're talking to retirees, especially going into retirement.
0: Mm, that's fantastic. And uh, I think that's a really good explanation of that basic annuity, that immediate annuity, that sort of that first level. All right, so then what changes or what's different about the next one, which is a fixed annuity?
1: Oh, that's not a good question. So a fixed annuity is typically has a fixed interest rate, and it's for a fixed period of time. Now, we use fixed annuities here for very various reasons too. Um, but let's say, you know, Fixed annuities right now. What what comes to your mind, Walter? As far as interest rates, higher low?
0: I would think anything fixed is going to be on the low side, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, right now you can get over four percent. Okay. So it's been it's been years since I've been able better to than say a that.
0: savings account. Right?
1: Yeah, better than savings. <laughs> so it's been years since I've been able to say, been able to say that. Why why is it going up? Well, because the feds have raised the interest rates, so that's going to affect the fixed annuity. So typically, you're going to have a five, seven, 10-year annuities, meaning that once you put your money in that annuity, you're going to get a declared interest rate, but you have to leave it there for five, seven, or 10 years, or two years, or three years, whatever the term is going to be. Now, fixed annuity is tax-deferred. So if you have money sitting in the bank, let's compare a CD to a fixed annuity. So CD, uh, right now, you can get up in the 2% range, so they're, they're creeping up too. But a CD, when when the interest rates is paid out, you have to pay taxes on it every year. With the fixed annuity, you're, you're deferring it. You don't have to pay tax. So, some cases, that helps some people out. The CD, once it comes due, in other words, if you have a five-year CD, you have to renew it for another five years or another term. Some fixed annuities, once it comes due, you never have to renew it again. Fixed annuities are guaranteed. They give you a fixed rate of return, like I said. And a lot of times in the retirement planning process, what I'll do is we'll use the interest to supplement somebody's income. So let's say you had $100,000, it's paying 4% a year, it's $4,000 of a year of interest. We'll use that interest without spending down the principal to supplement somebody's uh, income. So they always have that $100,000 available. A lot of uses for a fixed annuity. Um, There's a lot of confusion about them. and But they work great in some instances, and when we sit down, we start the planning process.
0: I really like that a lot, Kevin. Again, that's the um, uh, fixed annuity. So we had immediate and then fixed. Try not to let the terms get you so down. I know that can be kind of hard, just the immediate fixed. Immediate, kind of you're getting, uh, you're, you're immediately turning on the cash flow, the income. Fixed, you're getting a fixed rate, okay? So we kind of parsing those two out. Then we get a variable annuity. Again, a variable annuity would be type number three, this one we got a good context clue in this one right the word variable the key the part here variable. Yep.
1: so variable what does that mean that means the account basically is going to go up and down it's linked to the stock market so we hear a lot of things about variable annuities um what's the uh one um lady's name um walter who you know writes the books i can't remember suzy orman suzy suzy okay right? mm-hmm. she has nothing good to say about variable gotcha she's not a fan She's not a fan, but they do work in certain instances. And here's why uh, there's a lot of confusion about variable nudies. Well, you could be up 30% this year, you could be down 30% next year. So it's it's gonna swing wildly depending on the accounts that you pick in there. There's lots of expenses associated with this. There's mortality expenses, there's rider expenses, there's sub-account expenses. There's all sorts of expenses. So it's not unusual when somebody comes in the office, if they hold a variable annuity, they're paying for things they will never use. And it's not unusual when you come into the office if we, if we dive into that annuity. And sometimes we'll even call that annuity company and say, what's our total expenses? It's not uncommon to be 3 to 5% a year. So you have to be careful when you get into the variable annuities. Well, they work, yeah, they work in certain instances, and they work very well in certain instances. It's just that sometimes when people come into our office, they have all these riders on a lifetime rider, lifetime income rider, whatever else riders they may think at the time, and they're paying big money for them. They're paying a big expense, sometimes 1%. And they're never going to use it. So my question is, why do you have that on there if we're going to pay that additional expense and not use it? So if you have a variable annuity, you need to look into those things before you purchase it. Make sure that you know the expenses you're paying. When you're going in, you know the mortality expense, you know the subaccount expense, and what benefits and th- that they have and how they're going to work in your own case. So when you're going into a variable annuity, my suggestion is caution. You know, make sure they're going to fit your situation. Make sure they're going to make sense into your own particular plan
0: we're breaking down these different, uh, annuities on the show right now, annuity one Oh one class. If you will, if you've got questions as we go through these, you want to learn more about annuities, how they fit into a financial plan, whether they fit in at all, all depends of course on your situation. And you can get a complimentary review of your plan and your situation by calling Kevin at 888-885-PLAN. Again, that's 888-885-7526. These reviews are not sales pitches for particular products. Uh, they are to discuss a full, comprehensive, overall, healthy financial plan and seeing what tools are right for your situation. But we would like to sometimes pick apart particular products, what we hear about in the media, what maybe you've searched about online. We like to talk about those things here on the show, and that's our mission today. And annuities is the subject of uh, our time today. 888-885-PLAN. Again, your number to call to reach Kevin. All right, so we've tried to keep it simple with immediate fixed, and variable annuities so far. Nice singular words to describe those. And then we have to go make it a little more complicated here, Kevin. Uh, Fixed indexed annuity is the fourth type we're going to discuss on the show today. I have heard this one more simply stated as a hybrid annuity. Is that fair as well to call it one of those?
1: Yeah, you'll hear that quite a bit. So the fixed index annuity, you know, is, is a hybrid between, let's think of the hybrid between the variable annuity, which we just talked about where the, you know, your account value goes up and down and the fixed annuity where it has some sort of fixed guaranteed rate. So the fixed index annuity has a fixed guaranteed rate, a minimum rate of return, minimum guaranteed rate of return from day one. Meaning that if you put X amount of dollars in there, it's guaranteed to grow at this percentage rate no matter what. But the other part of it is it's linked to some sort of stock index. Could be the S&P 500, could be the NASDAQ, could be the Bloomberg index, could be several indexes. And what it says is that if the market does good, let's just say that the Bloomberg index does good this year. let's say it gets 10% rate of return, you're going to get a portion of that 10%. Now you may not get all of it, you're going to get a portion of it. And if let's say you had hundred thousand and you get 5%, you got 105. And then the next year, the market goes down 10%. Well, you earn zero in the years that the market is negative and you keep your gains from the year before if that makes sense so you whatever gain that you have in this fixed index news you keep you can never lose it and when there's a bad year in the market you earn zero sometimes you hear zero is a hero um, but you earn zero percent uh, rate of return for that year and if the market is flat every single year in a row they have minimum guaranteed rate of return that you can earn now these are designed you know to have somewhere you know in between the fixed annuity and the variable annuity they've been out for quite a few years my caution is this on some of those you want to look at what's called the participation rate you want to make sure that you know a company has a good renewal rate a good standing so in other words they don't give you you know 80% of whatever the gain is the first year and then Second year they go down to forty. So you want to look at the history and those types of things. Make sure they're playing fair, as I call it. But there, there are some good ones out there, and we use those also in our in our in our office and in, in planning.
0: So you do use those kind. So yeah, which ones of these do you use in your kind of planning most frequently? Where do you see yourself turning the the most?
1: Most frequently now, I'm using fixed annuities. Um, okay, and, and that, that in
0: second the pl- time, that second kind we discussed. That second fixed. kind,
1: okay. yep. It's because we'll use the interest that it's generated to supplement um, income and we'll use fixed index annuities too. In some cases, I've used them all through my three plus decades of experience, as you called it, Walter. But now we're concentrating on fixed annuities and the reason is this, is Interest rates are going up, we know it, and fixed interest, when they do that, you're going to see the rates on those fixed annuities go up with them. So we're starting to concentrate on those quite a bit. Fixed index, I would say, to be second. And immediate annuities, not very often do we do that um, because of the low interest rate environment that's been in the past. They may be more prevalent coming in the future and interest rates get higher. And variable annuities, very, very rare do we use them here.
0: Okay, that's a good breakdown. Can you maybe give us a case study, an example of where you used one or multiple annuities to meet someone's financial goals? Like, show us how, in an actual plan, as much detail as you can provide. You know, you're using these things. I know that you're not using them as the magic bullet. Like, hey, welcome to the office. Here's an annuity. Goodbye. Uh, so, where are they fitting in? What gaps in someone's plan are they? Are these working to fill in a kind of real life example?
1: Sure. Well, for example, we have most everybody that comes in my office has that shortfall that we talk about. They need additional income up and above what their fixed income is. So in some cases, it's not very much. So we'll use the, you know, we just used the fixed annuity here not too long ago. Why? Because I needed the interest that it generated to supplement, to fill that shortfall. And then we didn't touch, we're not going to touch in this planning example we're not going to touch the initial investment we're just going to use the interest that it generates to fill that shortfall on their annuity or on their on their overall plan and it will go and do that fill that shortfall for years to come and the people that we're sitting down we're talking to they didn't really want a whole lot of risk Um, they, they should take some risk and we do have some risk in their portfolio because they're young people but that fitted their need at this particular time And we didn't have to worry going into retirement for the first 10 years or so because we're going to use that interest that that annuity generates to fill that shortfall. And that fit that plan pretty good.
0: Love it. That's a great example, Kevin. And uh, so if somebody wants to talk a little bit about how an annuity looks in their plans, maybe they've been sold an annuity in the past. and They're like, can you look at this thing? Is this still a good fit for me? Can I get out of this thing? I mean, do you get questions like that? And if so, how do you walk people through that process?
1: Well, we do get questions. Now, remember, with almost all annuities, there's something called surrender charges, meaning that once you put your dollars in there, you have to leave them there a certain number of years without a penalty. A lot of times people will come into our office and they'll have that exact question. You know, in the first year or two, I got a good interest rate and I haven't gotten anything since. So the first thing we look at, well, how long have you been in this annuity? What does it cost you to get out, if anything? And a lot of times we can exchange one for another, something called a 1035 tax-free exchange. So if it's what we call a non-qualified annuity, meaning it's a non-IRA annuity, you can exchange it from one to the other, pay no taxes, and take the income that you need going forward. Sometimes that works, sometimes that doesn't. We need to look at the own situation. And if it doesn't fit into your planning process, if it doesn't match what you're currently doing now, it's obviously well looking at maybe even exchanging it for something or going a totally different direction. So if that's you, you're sitting on the side, you have all these products and you're not for sure how they're fitting into your overall plan. The best thing to do is sit down, implement them in your plan, show them in your plan and see if they're fitting your current needs. If not, it's time to change. It's it's time to, you know, look at different avenues that's going to meet what you're currently doing going into uh, retirement so you can get, two and through retirement.
0: All great points across the board there, Kevin. And if you want to get that kind of planning done on your financial life, your portfolio, get it together and uh, give Kevin a call at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Here's the good news. You don't have to assemble a whole bunch of information. Get really, really prepared to start this process. All you really need is to buck that trend of procrastination and say, yeah, I need some help. I want to start getting organized and I want to get a financial plan in place. Put this in writing, really take some steps forward toward my retirement because the first meeting is really just getting to know each other, taking a look at the overall view of of your financial plan, and then starting to get into the details from there. So it doesn't have to be a painful process. It can begin very easily. We named the show, obviously, Simply Financial. The planning process that Kevin takes you through is called the Simplicity Process. So That's the key thing here. We want to make this simple, easy, but also want you to be educated and understand what's happening with your financial life. So that's all part of the process, and if that sounds like a process that you'd like to engage in and go forward with, give Kevin a call and you can inquire more about it. 888-885-PLAN is the number to dial to set up a complimentary consultation of your financial plan. That's 888-885-7526 and always on insightfolios.com. More coming on today's show, so stay with us here on Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. It's getting to know you time. Well, it's time to get to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on our show today. Kevin, we're talking music, not necessarily food on today's edition of Getting to Know You. Uh, what was the first concert you ever went to?
1: Ooh, He's in the top five anyway of artists that I love it is Bob
0: Seger. Bob Seger. Ooh, Bob nice. Bob Seger.
1: So my first concert was Bob Seger. I went down to Cobalt.
0: Hall. I bet that was a good show.
1: It was. And I'm pretty sure they did. It, they recorded it live that night. And I love Turn the Page. It's probably my favorite uh, mm, great song, song. Of, song of songs, especially when you had the saxophone going. Went with my friend Diane at the time um, and a bunch of other people, and we just had a ball going down there. And I remember that like it happened yesterday. And that was, oh, geez, 30-some years ago, Walter.
0: Wow. Wow, that's Older great. than you are, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> I bet that was fantastic to see live. Need to be part of one that then gets like live recorded for an album or something like that as well. So that's yeah. pretty cool.
1: And we were pretty close to the stage. You know, we seen everything. He was a great guy. It was a great time.
0: How about you? I think the first concert I ever went to was a jazz concert. I'm counting like true concert, like you where you went to a venue that sort of thing. And it wasn't until college, and uh, I went to a Pat Metheny concert. So he's kind of a famous uh, guitar, jazz musician, but very talented, plays a lot of different, you know, can do a lot of different things, but most known for his guitar playing. And uh, I'd grown up as a big fan of his just because of my dad used to listen to him driving around in the car all the time. So whenever we would drive down to the beach or go anywhere, there was always Pat Metheny playing in the background. So um, I grew up a big fan, and that ended up being the first concert I went to in uh, college. So it was great. I was sat in the nosebleeds, very last row, but uh, had a fantastic time watching it.
1: You know, it's kind of relaxing when you go those types of things. Oh yeah, not not too long ago, Esteban, you know who he is? Oh yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: The guitar player, remember he mm-hmm. did all those
1: Geico commercials. He was here at the State Theater, and him and his daughter, and it was just a great, uh, a great show too. But Bob is number one uh, for me. But yeah, those things are intimate and they're yeah, and they're they're a lot of fun, and you get you you know your focus point is focused just on what they're doing. Sort of like fly fishing. You're focused just on what you're doing. So,
0: mm-hmm. oh, do you know? Uh, do you know George Winston, the piano player, famous piano player? Yeah, right, I'm like, yeah. Uh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I take him back. Technically, he was the first show that I ever went to, and it was a very small coastal town in North Carolina. My parents and I took a ferry to get to the town, had a little dinner, and then watched a George Winston concert. There must have been. I'm gonna say 50 people, and that might be overestimating how many people. You talk about a really cool intimate affair. That was pretty neat. It was just George, the piano, small venue on the water. Very cool, and um, he he played some just just beautiful music. And it was uh, it was very cool. I was definitely the youngest person, I think, at the concert by a wide margin, <laughs> and it was a lot of fun, though. I think that technically would qualify as my first, uh, first concert, but it was pretty small, so sometimes I don't count it.
1: Wow. Yeah, then there's something about that piano or, or violin or, mm-hmm. you know, guitar that just draws me in because I just yep. love the sound of it. You know, we go to church. We used to go to church in Prescott, and uh, the pastor's daughter would play piano. She almost got me to the point where I wanted to play because she was so doggone good at it. And and then he ended up moving to another parish in Oklahoma, so that, that went over the wayside, and I never did uh, take it up. So
0: Yeah, one thing I wish I could go back and do would be to learn how to play the piano at a young age and uh, see if it would be something you can develop into a skill, get hooked on it, and I think it would just be a really fun skill to have. I took some lessons, actually, in my 20s uh, for about a year, and uh, it was fun. I just, you know, at, at that age, it was you'd have to dedicate so much time to being able to actually pick it up. I, I didn't quite have the time to dedicate to it. And I just don't have the musical ear to pick it up easily. But if I could have started at a younger age, maybe I would have picked it up some more. Be,
1: Probably would have been a better
0: chance. Yes. Yeah, better chance at least for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. Getting to know Kevin a little bit better. Bob Seger, first concert. More coming up on today's show. We'll wrap things up by answering one of your questions here on Simply Financial. What if we told you there was a simpler way to invest? Excellent! That's what we thought. Getting ready to wrap up Simply Financial this week. Walter Stroll here with Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios. Most shows were able to slide in a listener question before we wrap things up. You can submit those to us by emailing Kevin, kevin at insightfolios.com or on the website insightfolios.com. Click the listen button. We might feature your question on a future show if you'd like. Uh, this one comes to us from Ethan. And Ethan says, I've talked to a few financial advisors about how they get paid and it sounds like they all have completely different models. One guy even made it sound like he doesn't charge fees at all. So I'm not sure how that business model could work. Anyway, are there this many different fee structures, or does everyone just explain it differently?
1: That's a good question, Ethan. So on the mold or if one guy doesn't charge a fee or one advisor doesn't charge a fee at all, there are people who are just what I say, um, you know, they sell products. So it could be an annuity where you're right. They don't charge a fee. The company is going to pay them, and it's going to be a commission. So you have to be careful when you're going, you know, down those trails. There's nothing wrong with commission as long as it fits your plan. Now, other advisors like myself charge fees, and the fee works on, you know, we charge a, a stated um amount of fee you know be percentage per year so if your account goes up in value i get paid more if your account goes down in value i get paid less so most advisors are going to fall into one or two of those categories or it could be a combination of both maybe some charge you know get the commission on one side if they're doing like fixed annuities like we talked about earlier and then if you're getting into the investments they may charge a fee but it has to be stated in their forms that that you'll have to sign how they charge. And they're all, you know, we all have to do that, those types of things. State How are we getting paid? And you want to know that going into um, retirement. How are we getting paid? How's that going to affect your overall portfolio? And how long does it go on? And those types of things. So pretty much we all fall in one of those categories that I just explained. If you're unsure, you just need to ask probably a little more in-depth questions exactly. You know, if I'm if you're not charging a fee, just like you said, how are you staying in business? And it should come out probably, I'm thinking, well, we're getting paid the commission. It doesn't come from you, it comes from the insurance company. So if you're doing that particular thing, well, the insurance company is going to pay that advisor. So if you get out of that annuity, like we talked about earlier, where surrender charges, that's where they're going to recoup what they paid that advisor. So be careful going into retirement, sit down, make sure that everything is working the way you want it to work. Everything fits into your plan. Everything's generating the income to fill that shortfall like we talk about every week. And more importantly, you have a plan that you can go through and look and make sure that it's fitting to what you're particularly doing going into retirement.
0: Well, that's a great question, Ethan. Thanks for sending that one in to us. And if you have questions like that, something on your mind, whether it be Social Security, uh, annuities like we talked about earlier in the show today, your 401k or IRA, should you do a Roth? I mean, these are all kinds of questions that Kevin gets on a daily basis in the office there at Insight Folios. And so if something like that is on your mind, you can get a unique opinion and perspective that's custom to your situation. That's what it's all about. And uh, you can get that by calling 888 888 888 plan That's 888-885-7526. Kevin's your financial coach at Insight Folios and can help walk you through the planning process, help educate you along the way, and get you feeling more confident about your financial future. But it starts with your action, picking up the phone and giving a call and setting up that time to visit and chat. Eight 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 five 885 plan is the number. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin, thank you for all of your help on the show today. Really enjoyed this one, and uh, have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon.
1: We'll talk to you next week, Walter. All right,
0: sounds good. That's Kevin Ray and Walter Stroll. We'll see you next time on Simply Financial.